This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England supporters podcast. I hope you're well, hope you're keeping safe. Now in the past I've been fortunate enough to speak with some players who have represented England, be it the senior men or some of the lionesses. If you go back through threelionspodcast.com you'll be able to listen back to the interviews with the likes of Gary Stevens, Clive Allen, David Seaman, Graham Lasseau, Darius Vassell, And of course, the current England manager himself, Gareth Southgate. Fair few caps there, I'm sure you'll agree. Well, let's add two more caps. Recently, I had a Skype chat with Nicky Shorey, former left-back for Reading, Aston Villa, West Bromwich and Portsmouth, amongst many others. I'd like to thank him for his time in chatting to me. He is on Twitter, should you want to give him a follow, at NickyShorey22. This is our chat that looks back at his time representing England. Now I'd like to welcome to the Three Lions podcast, former Aston Villa, former Reading player and a few others. Welcome to Nicky Shorey. Nicky. How are we, OK? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, no, not bad. Good stuff, good stuff. Now, uh, I first heard you on the the Honest Football podcast, which is a uh, great podcast to listen to, where you covered your your club side of things, and and you just I wouldn't say brushed over England, but it it was more club based. And I thought, oh, I want to hear more about England. So um, I'd I'd like to hope that maybe you could elaborate a little bit more on on England and your time. Yeah, um, well, listen, it was. Um... It still seems a bit surreal now um, when you talk about having played for England um, and it was even more surreal at the time because uh, we literally we'd just got promoted with Reading. Uh, we'd only been in the Premier League one season and listen, if you're going to get a, a cap as a left-back in the era of Ashley Cole and Wayne Bridge, it's very difficult. Um, you've, got, you've got to sort of uh, have a bit of luck. Fortunately, I think uh, they might have both been injured or one of them was injured and the other one wasn't. So, And I, it just come at a time when I was playing really well. We'd done really well with Reading um, as a team. And there was a bit of talk about it. The fans at Reading you know, started getting a chant going and you never quite think it's going to happen, uh, to be perfectly honest. And then until you actually get a call and someone says, listen, you're, you're in the squad. Who, and, who was it that told you? Well, I first got a call. Um, well, Steve Coppel pulled me and said that Steve McLaren was going to give me a ring. He gave me a, he gave me a ring. We had a chat, and there was in the summer there was a it was like a B game. I, I'm struggling to remember who it was against. It was I Albania, tell you. Albania or something like that. It was. It was Albania. Albania um, at Burnley Turf Moor. That's right. Um, so I initially got into that squad and played in that game. Went okay. Um, and then got called up for the um, the Brazil international in, in the summer as well. So um, it was just such a, as I said, such a surreal and bizarre time that um, 
you're just trying to enjoy it, but obviously you want it to go well. So you're so focused that you don't sort of um, take it all in. Well, what I'd kind of like to do is maybe just start from the beginning. That B game um, against Albania was was actually the the last B game that was ever played. Well, at, at this point moment in time, the last England B game. What what's the B game like? What's what's it like to be part of that? Do you still get all the sort of pomp and ceremony and and that sort of thing? Um, well, listen, that was my first ever game for England, so I wouldn't know. What, I didn't know what it was like before anyway. So it was just all new to me. But having them played in the other games, it, it, it was you was just treated exactly the same. Um, I mean, there was some still, you know, a lot of high profile players playing in that game. A few sort of un, you know untried like myself and younger players which is what it was used for but no listen anytime you, you're representing England uh, it doesn't matter if it's a B game or a full international it's, um, it's, it's massive it's massive yeah looking through some of the the players that played in that particular game I think everyone managed to uh, to convert themselves to a, a full senior cap there was Scott Carson Phil Neville yourself Ooh. Gareth Barry Ledley yeah. King Michael Dawson David Bentley, Jermaine Bentley, Genus, yeah. Alan yeah. Smith, Michael Owen was there as well, and, and Aaron Lennon. So That's they right. All, they yeah. all went on um, as yourself. And Steve McLaren was was the manager of that B team, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah. Steve McLaren was the manager. Um, he was the full international manager, obviously, as well at the time. So it was just, um, I think he had a game sort of to give us an opportunity to see, you know, in the training camp and in the game, if he could, if he see what he liked um, and, and could trust us to then go into a full international scenario. So that full international scenario came, I say that, that Albania game was when that was May time. And then the first game at the new Wembley and your, your senior debut was the Brazil game, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, um, if you're going to get um, an opportunity to play for England, it doesn't really matter who you're playing against or what game, but if you can pick a game, I mean, the first one, Brazil, the new Wembley, first senior game at the new Wembley. I mean, it's sort of that is a marker. You know, it's going to go down in history. Your name's going to be associated with that. So if you could pick one, I mean, that is just out of this world. And then again against Germany uh, later on. Um, obviously, they were both friendlies. It'd have been nice to play. You know, get on a pitch in the qualifier. I was, I was on the bench a couple of times, but um, now if you're going to pick games, they're they're two to pick definitely. Yeah, I was going to come on to some of those qualifiers, but that Brazil game, I mean, to me, as a supporter, had been traipsing around the country for the previous, what was it, six, seven years, to finally to get go back to Wembley. It was exciting. It was like, this is the home of football. We're going back home. Was it a distraction, though, to sort of the players? Did you think, could you have done without it? Or was a bit of the hype around it? Well, in terms of, Going back to the new Wembley, yeah, because you know everything that went went into it, the overspending, how long it took, and all. Yeah, no, it, was... it, it didn't really. Not for me, anyway. Maybe the boys who had been there, seen it, done it, but not for me because it was just such a big occasion. No matter what, it didn't matter if it was a new Wembley or not. It was just a big occasion for me personally. So all I was doing was focusing on you know what I had to do in the game that's all I worried about um I mean I was I was probably lucky really because Ashley Cole pulled out quite late 
I mean, he was set to play in it, but he pulled out very late. I think it was on the day of the game. Oh, so right. I didn't find out till late uh, that I'd be starting, which probably helped as well. What did Steve McLaren say to you as your first game? No, literally, just because Ashy pulled out late, he just said, listen, Ashy's now ruled out, injured, Mickey's, you're starting. That was it. He, he, we'd obviously worked on certain things in the training camp and no, he just, uh, he was very good. He was a good coach, Steve. And he just said, just to play my normal game, that's why I'm there. And, and that was it. I see. I mean, I was reading a, it's a website, England Football Online, where there's a report of the game. Mm. And it says, I quote, there was an excellent performance from left-back Nicky Shorey who did everything he had to do perfectly. Did you feel you had a good game? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think I've done all right. I think it was a solid performance you know seven out of ten uh nothing more nothing less um for your first game especially against brazil happy with that didn't make too many mistakes managed to do my job for the team and um would have liked to have maybe done a bit more going forward but obviously you're playing against brazil as well so um no it was it was a solid seven out of ten i'd say yeah i mean i was looking at the the brazil lineup um, there were some players in there. I said Danny Alves, Ronaldinho, Gilberto, Robinho was in there, and Kaká. Yeah, some, some players to come up yeah. against there. Yeah, amazing. It was, you know, just great to to, to be playing for England, but but to play against that caliber, and then players and and that iconic team at the New Wembley. Just it, like I said, even to this day, it still takes people to. Tell me, oh, you remember you played for England? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. And um, it still shocks me when they, you know, because I just, you know, it's it's in the past now. I'm living my life and getting on with mm. new things, but it's uh, something that will never ever, um, you know, never ever leave me, and something that will go down in history. So uh, when people do bring it up, I kind of, wow, yeah, what what an achievement that was, and I. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, it was just an amazing part of, of my career, basically. Did you swap your shirt? That, no, I was going to get on to that. No, I didn't. I didn't. You know what? I was never a big swapping shirt person. I got a couple, but more for my brother when he specifically asked me. I just think sometimes I think everyone's different. But I was like, well, no, I'm on a par with these players. I'm playing on the same pitch. I'm playing against them. I shouldn't really be going and asking for their shirt after because I feel like it, I'm not. I don't know. It was just something in my head that I just didn't feel right about doing it. I did do it a couple of times just for my brother because he nagged me enough. <laughs> but um, I was more about I wanted to keep my shirts. It meant more to me to keep my shirts than have someone else's shirt. Because the bottom line is I'm not getting someone else's shirt because it might be worth money in years' time or da-da-da-da. I'm keeping it because it, it was for me. That was my shirt I played in and, and that, that meant more to me than getting someone else's. You don't it. You felt you don't it. Yeah, definitely. And and when I look back, I want to be able to have every one of my shirts that I I wore, and I can sort of show my kids and grandkids, and or not that I know where they are. They're in a bag somewhere, actually. No. Somewhere in the house. But um, yeah, that that was my sort of full process. Cool. I mean, and then then there was the Germany game, um, which if if I'm truly honest, I'd try to put out of my memory simply because we lost it but but what do you remember yeah. that one um very tight game as you'd expect with germany they scored an unbelievable goal was the guy with left foot hammer from i don't know 25 30 yards out top corner um and that was the only goal of the game but when we we was like pushing huffing and puffing and 
just couldn't get the equaliser. But it was it was a it was a cagey game, really. It wasn't amazing. But um, again, it was a great a great occasion playing against Germany. I don't know how to say this really, but although I say I put the game out of my memory, we did actually lose two one. It wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't oh, was one. it two one? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. You put. You're actually right. I just remember because of the, the first. Was it the first goal or second goal? We just. Uh, it was such a good goal. A hammer foot. Yeah. Left. Frank Frank Lampard yeah. put us ahead, and then it was. Cur- Flew in thirty four yards. Yeah. Kiriani and and Panda got the goals for the Germans, but uh, yeah. Panda. Uh, I think Panda was the the the, the good strike. Maybe because it was the winning goal. Maybe it. Maybe can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, Evident, evidently. <laughs> I mean, when I was doing my research, it, it only just clicked with me that you you had a, uh, a situation where your career maybe wouldn't have got as far as England, didn't you? With your foot injury. Oh yeah, that was a strange one. It was a strange. One. I mean, if it had gone untreated, if if I did, couldn't get medical medical attention it could have gone to a serious level but thankfully we, we, we got it sort of nipped in the bud uh, quite early but I remember playing I think it was against Crystal Palace um, and coming after the game and the top of my foot was really hurting and there was like a red spot on, on the top of it and I just thought that's not normal mm. but I thought it was alright um, and we then travelled I think I'm going to say Cardiff away so we travelled um, after that game and uh, I travelled with a team thinking it'd be all right. And I remember getting to the hotel, then going to sleep in, in my hotel room and it was just throbbing and it was like swollen. And I had to I had to get the doc up in the middle of the night uh, and he looked and he said, no, nah, no, nah, that's, that's not right. And I got sent back to Reading straight to the hospital um, and then I was on an IV drip and it was like a, yeah, an infection in my foot. And now I read there was talk of amputation, or is is that blown up a little well, bit? Well, yeah, I mean that's the one where if if I couldn't get the medical attention straight away, then it could have got to that stage. But I mean, it was never really uh, any likelihood that that was going to happen with uh, how quickly uh, sort of caught with it. Oh, uh, right. I mean, going going back to England, and obviously you got the uh, the two full England caps, but that's sort of it's not all though, is it? I mean, because you were a, a squad member and an unused sub um, on a few occasions as well. What's it like being maybe a, I mean, just a substitute unused or mm. or a squad member and going to all these places such as say Tallinn, Moscow, Vienna, and and not being part of it. Um, it's there's kind of a couple of parts to it. I mean, you're, you're so buzzing that you're involved with England still and that prestige and listen I'd have done anything in the country whether it's just training with the boys to get them ready for games and whatever but then there's that competitive you know I thought I was good enough to be playing and there was a couple of occasions when I actually thought no I should be involved here I should be being able to contribute more because um, I believed I could I think my performances showed that I could I think the biggest one for me was uh, Russia away when Ashley wasn't there, Wayne Bridge was suspended or injured, and it was I thought, right, here's my opportunity now. It was a massive game, don't get me wrong. Mm. So maybe that sort of went against me because um, uh, they end up playing Jolene Lescott left back, um, if you remember correctly, and I was on the bench, um, and I just thought that that's the point when I thought, well, there's no point in me keep on being put in the squads and involved if you're not going to use me because I was a, a proper left back. Um, and that sort of 
I'd say upset me. It, it did because I thought I, I can help the team. I can contribute here. And mm. not that not that Jolien couldn't. He was more than capable of playing that role. But as a really as a centre half playing at left back, it was a bit of a, he was out of position. You know. So did you say or, or say in your head, right? I'm. I don't want to play for England. I don't want to be part of it. No, if I'm going no, to be... no, no, never, 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 never. I'll, mm. Whenever they call me, I'll go. No matter right. what, even sometimes I was going just training and I wasn't even in the squad. I, I loved it. It was just everything to me. But I just felt like you have their moments where you're like, well, what's, you know, you question, well, what's the point if I'm, you know, I'm here to contribute. I'm not just here to just make up the numbers. I want to contribute. I know I can. And um, that was the biggest game for me where I thought I should have played. I honestly thought I should have played. Uh, everyone makes their own decisions and I, and I totally get that. There's no problem. Yeah. I was always respectful, always worked hard, but um, I just felt like I should have played that game. Yeah. Well, if I've put the questions out to uh, to a few listeners, and I think we've we already know the answers to some, but maybe you can elaborate on a, on them a little bit more. Uh, but a question from Dean Cornish: When you play for England, does it give you a genuine patriotic buzz? And do you think you care about playing for your country in the same way that fans care? Um. Yes and yes and not no, but yes, you do. I mean, for me, the, the best thing in my career was was standing there and singing the national anthem. Like, I will never be able to recreate that. That was such a unique feeling. I mean, looking up and my, my family in the crowd, I just can't really describe that feeling. It was the best thing I've ever done. And that was just singing the anthem. But, it does mean, mean as much a fan because you, you are initially a fan when you, you first growing up and playing football, but then it, it you're so focused because you, you come, you're, you're so professional in what you're doing. Then it goes past being a fan. It goes past, um, um, I do it just for the love of the game. It's, um, this is my job. I'm, and you get in your zone and you no. kind of just block it out and you just get on and do, do your job, you know? So, cause you've got kind of, be able to control your emotion when you're in that environment otherwise if you you allow too much to come out it can you know the, the game can go away from you or your performance can slip away you've got to be able to control it yeah uh, another question from hugo malin did you feel that there were rivalries amongst the players within the squad especially those playing for the likes of liverpool man united chelsea tottenham uh, or was this all sort of put aside whilst under the england roof no, I, I didn't see any rivalries at all. Um, I, all I saw was people who play with their clubs and are used to being in the company of their teammates, maybe sometimes sitting with their team. But everyone mixed really well. There was no rivalry. We're there for England. And, and that's how I felt. I mean, I was quite lucky that I knew a few of the boys anyway through playing against them when I was a kid and coming up. So I never felt any kind of rivalry at all. Okay. And last one. Dom Smith asks, uh, Euro 2008, did you feel that the team were certain to qualify or did you kind of feel that maybe something was up and it wasn't going to happen? Um, I don't think you ever feel certain you're going to qualify. I think, listen, England's record on qualifying is really good. Um, so when you do miss out, it's, it's a big shock. Um, but I don't think you ever take it for granted, but um, sometimes you have tougher groups than other uh, than other sort of qualifying, and, and and it can be difficult. Yeah. 
So if I was to to put to you one moment, any maybe any 10, 15 second moment or, or any particular moment from that England career, be it B, senior or whatever, could you pick any moment out? In terms of? Just what your England highlight would be. Oh, no. For me, it was singing the national anthem in that first game, Brazil. You know, that just sent... I know people say it sends shivers down the spine, but that was just everything for me. Like that feeling, I will never ever get back. Nothing will beat that. And obviously, we're in a uh, we're in a bit of a strange situation at the moment. We're all kind of left in limbo. We're all at home. We're all sort of in in strange situation. Where where does Nicky Shorey find himself? You know, work wise now. What are you up to now? Um, well, I'm doing a bit of recruitment, uh, scouting work, uh, um, something that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of used to in my family. My dad's been a chief scout, senior scout for the last 15, 20 years. Um, he's been doing it. So I'm used to that. So I kind of, I've been doing that, um, done a bit of coaching before that, um, which was, which was good at Stevenage, but, um, I'm, more on the recruitment side of things now and still trying to um, yeah, keep my eye on the game. I see. No, all, all, all the very best with that. Well, I, yeah. I appreciate your time and, and thank you. No, I'll, no um, worries. Any time, mate. Give, cool. Just give me a shout. Magic. No problem. Take care, mate. Likewise. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Nicky there for his time and insight. And as I mentioned, you can find him over on Twitter at NickyShorey22. As always, thank you for listening and your kind comments. The month of May has seen quite a few Three Lions podcasts released. And I'm pleased to say I've got quite a few ready for June too, including more in the Your First England Away Game series. And we'll drop another England at the European Championships too. And as always, if you'd like to get involved, perhaps with your first England away game, or if you're an England fan from overseas, please do drop me a line, email 3lionspodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet me at 3lionspodcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Would be great to hear from you. I'll be back very soon. I hope you can join me. So until then, stay safe, stay within the guidelines, Look after yourself and each other. Cheers.